You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories of the pursuit of being and truth. I'm Matt. And I'm Bod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. I have come to see that each power has three aspects. Physical one, which can be seen in the creations made by ruin and preservation. A spiritual one, in the unseen energy that permeates all of the world. And a cognitive one, in the minds which control that energy. There is more to this. Much more than even I do not yet comprehend. Once you begin to understand these things, you can see how ruin was trapped even though preservation's mind was gone. Expended to create the prison. Through... Though, excuse me. Though preservation's consciousness was mostly destroyed, his spirit and body were still in force, and as an opposition force of ruin. These could still prevent ruin from destroying, or at least keep him from destroying things too quickly. Once his mind was freed from its prison, the destruction accelerated quickly. Okay, sorry, you non-spoiler people, close your ears. Not really, this isn't a big spoiler, but hey, you... You spoiler people. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, going back through. So these epigraphs here, you know, non-spoiler people, these epigraphs are a lot more juicy for overall cosmic implications. So there's not much more to talk about here. But I think that something is interesting. We get this idea put forward that the these powers are existing in three different like forms, essentially. And like you mentioned, I think that's that's basically the final piece of the puzzle we needed to understand how Ruin's prison worked. Preservation sacrificed his consciousness, that one of those sections, to create the prison. And the only way Ruin could try to push back was through the physical aspect, which was still 100% there. Right. And then, like, once it was released, it was like, well, his cognitive you know, portion is gone. Uh, but, you know, here's his, or not gone, but like significantly diminished. Um, but, you know, the force is still there. Uh, and that kind of makes a little more sense that is makes a lot of sense when you talk about intent on giving up the thing that's why it's like all that was left there was the physical portion of the power and it needed someone's like thoughts to direct where it would go that's such a cool thing to see indeed all right so going into 57 and 58 here 57 is a pretty quick one but it's essentially you know ruin talking to vin and rune realize or vin realizes Ruin is there gloating. That's that's all he is doing. You know, the reason that Vin realizes here that she sees a lot of human emotion in Ruin. And so she goes, in my head, this is a he now. This seems to be, she, she sees a spark of humanity in Ruin, which would make sense. Because, you know, it's like she says a spark of humanity, but could that just more so be that like, the, the, the you know having come from ruin it's whatever piece of ruin that had to be there for him for them to be created essentially but she sees a spark of humanity in ruin and she realizes you know this you know this thing i've seen humanity it can be beat this must have, this must be how kelsier felt when he he saw a small spark of humanity in the lord ruler and that's what caused him to realize that this person could be beaten and she gets that same feeling and 
Vin is talking with, with with Ruin and realizes and kind of baits a lot of information out of Ruin because, again, Ruin, she points out Ruin thinks he's already won. He's gloating at this point. And so he's revealing a lot more information and Vin's getting this out of him. Like, she is able at this point to, to comprehend what we've already known through the epigraphs all the way up to this point, that there is an opposite of Ruin. There is preservation and... Ruin believes by this point that he has he has destroyed preservation. And Vin's like, well, you know, if that's the case, you know, and he's gloating and he's acting like this, that's probably because he means because he realizes that I'm captured. So he thinks he's won, which means he was afraid of me, which means there is a way to beat him. And she's like, you know, that's great. And I'm going to have to escape and figure that out. And that's the end of 58 or 57. 58 is Sazed, it's the plan. And oh boy, it's crazy. So it's the plan. Spook's plan is set into motion. Sazed shows Spook how to activate the water system to release it. And he explains that his, the men know how to do it. And the whole plan is Spook is going to go confront Quillian at one of his rallies, force him to reveal himself as an Alamancer. And then is going to return the is going to trigger the water to be returned to the the city, and basically that's going to complete everything because he's going to be like, look, Quillian's a liar. He's an alamancer. He's been lying to you all. And look, I brought the water back, and that's going to cement him as the de facto leader of of Orto at this point. Yeah, um, Beldred pleads with them one last time to not kill. Quillian, and we learned that Quillian responded basically by saying, like, F off to the letter. Like, we're not gonna, I don't care what you have to say. And so Spook and the rest of the crew sets up, and they go and they implement the pan. You know, Gorodel and the guards rush Quillian's guards to attack him. You know, the whole city is on fire at one point, because the riots are so crazy. And everyone's kind of like, ooh, you know, I'm kind of starting to think that, uh, Maybe I've gone a little too far <laughs> with with this whole thing. Everything's on fire, and that's not good. But um, Spook lands and is fighting with the guards. And man, you know, Kelsier in his head is really pushing on him because there was a moment where where Spook, you know, pulls a Vin for a moment and goes to one of the guards and goes like, Listen, like, you know, we've rescued your family. You don't have to serve him anymore. We understand what he was doing, holding your family hostage. And the guard was actually, like, putting down, like, he was going to stop. And then Kelsey's like, kill him. And Spook kills him. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, that's not what Vin taught us, <laughs> you know? Um, but we get to the point where Spook is has Quillian down and is about to kill him. And he's physically sees Kelsier and he goes oh my gosh Kelsier hasn't shown himself to me since you know since that moment in the fire and he physically sees Kelsier there and he's leaning down to kill him and he hears Beldred through the crowd through his daredevil self senses tell him to stop and and Spook's like whoa you know where is she where is she and then Kelsier's like kill him and and he goes down to swing and that is when Beldred launches a coin at him and hits him in the arm and stops him. And it turns out that Quillian was never the Alamancer. It was Beldred. Beldred was the coin shot. And it has the same effect that they needed. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Quillian, but the whole crowd sees that his sister, the person he was protecting, was an Alamancer and he is a hypocrite. 
And during this moment, Spook's freaking out because Spook doesn't want anything to happen to Beldred. And he's looking down and he notices Quellian is reaching out towards Kelsier. And he's looking at Kelsier saying, why did you betray me? Why? Like, I've done everything you said. Why? Why were you doing this? And. You know, Spook has this just like absolute. You know, galaxy brain moment where he pieces everything together because Kelsier is like saying. You know, they bring Beldred up and, and he's like, Spook's like putting it all together and Kelsier's like. Listen, Spook, you deserve this. You deserve power. If you kill Beldred, I'll give her your power. I'll give you I'll give her your her ability to be a coin shot. You just need to you need to take one of the metal spikes from the sting and you need to stab her through the heart into yourself. You can take her power. You deserve it. F. <laughs> Who does this sound like? <laughs> With everything we've learned. Well, thank goodness Spook figures it out. Spook rips off Quillian's clothes. And Quellian spiked. And he goes, what's that? And he yanks it out. And as he does, Kelsier screams in pain. And he goes, wait a second. And he opens his own shirt. And there's the embedded piece of sword from that soldier who had stabbed him. Who, if you remember, it was a pewter arm who was stabbed through the heart with a sword directly into Spook. And Spook gained the ability of pewter. And with that, this voice in his head, Kelsier, told him to leave it in. Spook remembers. And Spook pulls out that piece of steel. And Kelsier disappears and the voice is gone. And he loses his ability to burn pewter. Spook pieced it together. Everything's on fire. Everything's awful. Even his bloodlust is gone with that removing of that spike. He realizes how how bad he screwed up. And he's like, everything's on fire, everything's burning. And Sage's like, everything's on fire, everything's burning. <laughs> <laughs> and Spook's like, okay, we need to release the water. The water hasn't been released yet. And Beldred's like, um, I may have, uh, I may or may have not killed all those guards in there with coins to escape. <sighs> okay. So Spook's like, all right, well, we got, we got to go. We got to make it back, you know, Says it can make it back, activate the machine. We can flood the streets with waters. All the rest of you guards spread out, get groups together to get ready for the water. And we need to fight these fires because the city is so, has so much wood in it that it's going to burn down completely and kill everyone if they don't get everything under control. Spook makes it back. And of course, of course, the ministry is on fire and no one can get in. Spook with his insane amounts of tin can't even get like, half the distance the other people are getting because of how sensitive he is to all the fire. And yeah, um, says is like, listen, Spook, we tried. We need to leave. The city has fallen. Everyone's going to die. There's nothing we can do. We're just men. And Spook doesn't like that. Um, we get a little bit of something. It's something I don't think I mentioned in the previous chapters, which is my bad. But we get another insane payoff. We get consistent mentions of how when Spook isn't burning metals... He's numb. He's numb. He's completely numb. And Spook realizes this. and He rushes the fire. And as he enters into it and is essentially getting burned alive, he stops burning metals and he can no longer feel anything. And in this moment, he hears Kelsier's voice in his head telling him to survive. And he pushes through and he slams up against the lever. And, you know, to our understanding, tries to 
activate it and hits it and then goes unconscious. And that is the end of part four. This was one of the big, also one of the biggest reveals that was right in front of us the whole time. Brandon spiked him. <laughs> so I want you, I want you to understand if you were so smart enough to catch this, you're smarter than me. Smook, Spook is smarter than me for even putting, putting, piecing this together. Cause the real thing was, is cause he loved that, that the woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loved Beldra. He wasn't, he wasn't going to kill her. And yeah. that's when he was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. There's something wrong. But to think, so I want to remember the prologue. The prologue showed us exactly how hemolurgy works, where the terrorist man was pinned down. They put a spike through his heart into, you know, another, uh, uh, another, uh, presumably an inquisitor. Um, then we see it literally played out exactly the same way when Spook gets spiked. He has a he has a thug. He's he gets behind him and he says his comrade stabs him through the heart and it goes into his shoulder, and suddenly he's able to burn Peter. It was right in front of it us. was right in front of us the entire time. Detail. It wasn't even hit. It was hidden at not. It was not hidden at all. It was. This is the step-by-step process of what happened. I mean, not only did they go through the whole thing of, say, of saying how to make a spike and how that, that process goes, but we went through a whole subplot with Penrod about how getting spiked makes you controlled and easy to influence. And, you know, he's seeing the Lord Ruler and he's going crazy. I mean, we have all of that spelled out for us. Like, it wasn't hidden at all. It happened right in front of us. And I missed it. I missed the whole time. Yeah. I remember reading this the first time when he got pewter going, see, he's breaking his own rules. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. And he's like, I told you from the beginning how hemolurgy works. I did hemolurgy right in front of you. I have had countless epigraphs deeply explaining hemolurgy. <laughs> and you still refuse to see that it was clearly hemolurgy was the reason he had this, you know, and. Ah, and Spook got more confident and Spook got more aggressive and Spook got more bloodthirsty than he ever was. And so it wasn't just, you know, a voice. It wasn't just Kelsier saying these things. It was like this feeling. Mm-hmm. And we actually even see Quellian completely change right in front of us. Quellian was spiked. That's why he was acting the way he was. Like you said, the minute he pulled it out, it, it, Spook described how his features became more dim, more passive. His eyes focused as if they were glazed the entire time. And what's funny is like Beldra kept saying, he's a good man. He's a good man. You know, and we're just thinking, okay, yeah, he's your brother. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, she's saying like, he's being strange. Like it is weird that he's Mm -hmm. like this. Like, yeah, he's been really extreme, but she couldn't stop seeing him as a good person. And here we are finding out, you know, this is what it was. He might've not been a terrible person. And we find out, I mean, we know, cause again, it was spelled out before us. Like when we were talking with Marsh, that it was something that Ruin actively did was go out and try to find people with spike and mm-hmm. tried to spike them so that he could give them more, influence them more directly, give them more control over them. One or two episodes ago, we reread one of the epigraphs that was like explaining how they were amazed at how, many important people ruin was able to spike right and they said that he failed more often than not but it was so successful whenever he was mm-hmm. able to get him so it's like this was all i just can't i mean again there are probably people who are smarter than me who saw this coming from a mile away most of the time when i talk to people who've read hero of ages they were surprised by the spike 
Like, Mm -hmm. even though, again, it was detailed for you exactly how it works, exactly how to do it, and all this other stuff. But why did it work? Because that was 58 chapters ago (laughs) when we got told how it works. And then it was not brought up again. Except for the fact that, like, yeah, it would say, like, yeah, you know, you get a metal spike and you, you know, that's how the Inquisitors get their powers. Like, that makes, you know, hello, you know. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, I just, I, this was one of the sweetest things. And what was funny for me when I read it, I didn't get it right up until he pulled the spike out of his shoulder. Really? It took you that far? It took me that I, long. I, I got it the minute that Kelsier said, I can give you her power. You just need to kill her. And he's like, grab a metal spike. I was like, whoa, whoa what? No, no. Then I was sitting here thinking, wait, 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 wait. Because like, because again, I was, I'm getting on the audiobook, right? And it was like minutes between there, like maybe a couple minutes. And I'm like processing what he just said. I was like, what do you mean you can get her power? Like, what are you talking about? You know? And I'm like, again, you're breaking the rules, man. And like, (laughs) again, I just, it's like I just like went complete, complete brainlit and forgot how hemology worked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like, oh, okay. Like, I guess in my mind, I kept thinking, oh, hemology just works for like inquisitors. Like, I didn't really get that, you know, you could just get one spike and just suddenly get a power, you know, or something like that. Even though it's very well documented as we were reading and as we've discussed, like, it's very clearly spelled out for you exactly how this all works. And then it happens in front of you. And so, just, again, like, and the Cosmere is full of these reveals. And so that's why I'm like, this, if if, you, if anyone else got caught by surprise on this, this is probably not even the best one. It's just, like, one of the ones that caught me, like, by the most surprise. Yeah, and a cool thing here, too, is we've said it's multiple times at this point mistborn is great for developing these muscles to notice this you know as i did for mac long ago for those of you listening i can confirm you will get these great payoffs and you will start to recognize these the more we get we dive deep into the cosmere you will develop those same muscles and the best part about developing these muscles is most of the time you're wrong and you're thinking why is that good it gives you so much to talk about, so much to theorize mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You will be wrong a lot of the times, but those couple of times you call it and you're right are going to be some of the best feeling moments. Right. And and that's that that's the thing. Like right now, you know, as of time of recording this, like Stormlight Five is being written. You know, mm-hmm. it's not gonna come out for like at least another year. Um, something along like it's a little more, but yeah. Something like that. Um and so there are all these theories out there right now about like, could this be could this person be this? Could this be coming up? Like, what are you know what are our theories? And there's so much that's going on right now that I w- we weren't able to t- partake in with when it came to like the other um, like the other novels. Um, but I can tell you that like th- like Brandon is one of those ones that he's he wants to say something and then leave it alone for a really, really, really long time. Um, and there is like a whole bunch of like, it is right in front of you. It is right in your face. It was there the whole time. Um, and like even some reveals that happened in the Stormlight books, like in book four were only hinted at in book like one, 
And so, yeah, there's a lot of crazy things here. I think this is a good point to end, though, because when we come back, we're going to be gaining uh, or starting here part five, which I think is the absolute perfect title for it. Trust. We'll be back. Hey, everyone. Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.